Hello and welcome back to episode 15 of Wandering Witches. I'm Dustin. I'm Magdy. And tonight we are going to talk about one of Magdy's favorite subjects, seeking medical advice in witchcraft groups. Oh my word. This is becoming an epidemic. And it's scary. And it's ill-informed and ill-educated. And it's something that I wholly advise against. So, for background, Maggie actually has background in the medical field. Yes, I am a neurosurgical nurse. And I've worked in all different departments of a very famous hospital, um, research hospital actually, in the U.S. And when I go online and I see these people saying, I have a double hernia and I already had a surgery and it didn't work. Um, do you have any spells or herbs that might help me? No. Go back to your surgeon and get a re revision. This actually started a fight. Yeah. Uh, I'm like... I'm just going to get this, we're probably going to touch on this side more later, but this also includes mental health. It does. Mental health issues, um, uh, uh, female issues, um, what, what one woman was explaining sounded like literally what is a vaginal cystocele, which is an inside cyst coming out. People are telling her to put lavender oil on it, which is very dangerous and very painful so anyways yeah i st i always 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 go to your doctor and i know the u.s has really really sucky health care but if you go in in an emergency uh room or in an urgent care they will bill you later or you can actually apply you can actually apply to um uh have financial aid if you really honestly can't afford it because that's all an, a thing you can do that so every time someone comes on and these this is the truth i don't know about other countries but i know in america um if you give medical advice to someone you have culpable medical legal issues you have medical, what's called medical culpability. That means that if somebody becomes more ill, somebody comes more ill, somebody <coughs> has continuing problems, somebody has uh, um, dies, you literally can be sued because they listened to your uneducated medical advice. If you are a nurse or somebody giving out information without seeing someone, without seeing what the issue is, without researching what the issue is face-to-face, -face, you are culpable legally. You can be sued for this. And people aren't understanding. And everybody says, oh, in the beginning of, you know, in the rules, you have... Um, you have uh, um, a disclaimer. Well, 90% of the states in America do not recognize disclaimers at all. 
So that makes absolutely no difference at all. If somebody says, oh, well, we're not responsible for anything that you're doing here. No, if you allow it to go on, you are responsible. You can be sued. The person that gave the advice can be sued. So just it's best to stay away from it. There are things that come up. This, Yeah, one person is like, yeah, my husband's dying of cancer. Do you have any spells or any herbal remedies that we can give him? No. Because real world stuff. Okay, this is my whole opinion. Magic and meditation and herbs are a good addition to modern medicine. The issues that are around today, the cancers are more invasive. The um, issues of diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, the types of hernias, the, the back problems, the mental health issues are all indicative of today, not a hundred years ago. So here's the one thing that a lot of people don't want to admit, and it's a very unpopular opinion about medicine and magic okay and that's the fact that like the majority of it is placebo effect <laughs> it, it is um you it's you want to do it and you convince yourself that and that is the magic that you have the magic in the human mind to be able to heal things yeah. In addition to medicine, you can literally happy yourself better. Yeah. Laughter is the best medicine. Um, you can, um, you can eat well. You can do all of these wonderful things to support your own healing. Yeah. Absolutely. Use your magic. But please, 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 if you have some sort of physical ailment. Um, fibromyalgia, the, the, the list just goes on. See your medical doctor. Don't ask a whole bunch of women and men that have no idea what you actually have happening or if you're under a doctor's care, what they can do to feel better. Yeah. And before we get the whole argument, which none of you can argue back because you guys don't have our email, ha, ha, ha. But before we get the whole argument of like, oh, but herbs and all that good for your health. It's like, okay, you know, you always hear these stories about like, oh, you know, we were just talking about this over dinner. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Turkish teas and stuff like that are amazingly good for you because of all the spices. They're just amazing for your your body. And it's like, yeah, maybe if you're consuming them daily over like 15 years. Exactly. Um, I was just telling this to someone that was arguing with me vehemently about herbalism. Um, to get any kind of um, antibiotic effect out of, say, echinacea, you literally have to be on it for three to four months at a normal dosage for it to help you. Or you can take a huge, huge bundle of a toxic dose yeah. To try and get it to work. But it's toxic. And it could make you very, very ill. Or it literally could kill you. Yeah. I just feel like there's literally people out there that are going, Oh, you develop cancer? Chew on some cinnamon. Yeah. Boom. 
Yeah. And this comes from not only my medical background, but before I developed the real-world medical issues like hypertension, um, prediabetes, things like that that are hereditary to my my culture, my race, um, I was very herbal. And I kept myself very... uh, You were holistic and vegetarian. I was holistic and vegetarian, completely. Um, I had to go back to eating meat because I was so lack in vitamin vitamin B6 and B12 that I couldn't hardly move. I was so tired. Um, so that, And those are the, the things you get out of meat. Um, also, I had to give up the herbal stuff because it actually interacts with uh, modern medicine in most cases. And I tried and tried and tried and tried to control my high blood pressure with herbs. It did not work cinnamon does not bring your blood pressure down like they say it does this is all speculation and yes there are herbal practitioners and holistic practitioners out there that you can employ along with your medical doctor yeah and like you know you hear oh what's it what's it called the stuff they do in china like the acupuncture? No, no, no. The actual like dietary, like they they hardcore control your diet. Like if you go in and you're like, oh, well, I have stomach issues. The guy will be like, like, all right, you're eating a soup that's like <laughs> ginger and like this root and some mint. Yeah. <laughs> Throw some cardamom. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, and then do that for a week. Yeah, and <laughs> it's. You know, it might help one person, and it might have helped somebody's mother, aunt, brother, grandfather, cousin, but it might not work for you. But, like, the other part of that, though, is, like, I think that, I mean, obviously, I've never been to China. I don't know how it actually is, but, like, I can only assume that the people are doing that aren't just, like, like, oh, I got a fever. Time to go see this do it and he'll change my diet for four days it's like it's a continual thing they, it is. it's it's a rolling diet it's, that they just kind of change to exactly it's fix a, whatever it's is going a, on it's a way of life yeah and i can see that and then people are always on these groups asking for supplements well this is my opinion of supplements if your doctor knows that you're taking supplements like coq10 or whatever that is um, all of the herbal supplements, all of the vitamin supplements. Um, if if uh, your doctor knows that you're doing that, that's awesome. They can advise you. They can guide you. Um, the guy selling you the, the, the supplements, literally that's all he does. He doesn't care. Yeah. And... He doesn't care about drug interactions. He just cares that you're paying him. <laughs> exactly. And... Everybody says, well, you took it. He's not responsible. Well, talk to uh, Nature's uh, Nature's Herbs and the different types of companies, how many lawsuits they go through every year. Yeah. So Because they are. I think we need to move on to mental health now. We've hit the actual medicinal part pretty hard. I want yeah. to get into mental health, too, because it's important. Um, yeah. Okay. So I can speak of from personal experience as well as being having worked in neurosurgery for quite a while with a neurologist um i've been in and out of therapy for 20 years 
um, because I am a medicated bipolar, severe bipolar personality with severe anxiety disorder. Um, just that's, <clears throat> that's the, my truth. Um, so when people get on and they're asking, um, how do you get rid of depression? Um, how do you get rid of rage? You know, do you have a spell that, that'll keep me from wanting to hex everybody because they make me so mad? Loudest toy in existence. Sorry about the cats. Um, so, uh, yeah, and everybody's, oh yeah, do shadow work. Um, uh, some girl came on and said, trigger warning, suicide, literally. And everybody's telling her to do shadow work, meditate, do, uh, have a, a lavender sachet, all this stuff. And all I could, my whole head was screaming therapy. Yeah. Go to therapy. Therapy. <laughs> therapy. Shadow work is awesome. Awesome. When you add it with therapy, you are not going to get the tools to be able to stop those thoughts of self-harm with shadow work or lavender it's not going to happen yeah see that's the thing is like i know that there's this big thing i'm not going to get on the political thing but like there is this big anti-pharma thing going on right now it's like but these people have tools that were made to use for these situations exactly you know? it's like yeah <laughs> it's, it's seriously if like if you're having issues go to a professional like, yeah. like she said, shadow work and, you know, meditation and, you know, and all these aromatherapy, different... they're great additions. Yes, they will help. That's the, the they will help you focus on what you're doing. They will help you through it. But there are professionals out there that have tools specifically designed to help you with this issue. Exactly, exactly. And they they evolve. After yeah. going through things for 20 years, I just learned a completely new set of skills for my social anxiety because, man, do I freak out when I have to go to Costco. And then one day we did the big no-no and went to Costco and Walmart in one day. That was hilarious. Oh, it was horrid. I was so bad. I literally was growling at people. It's That's right, for my response. We basically got to the point where by the end of Walmart, I was literally dragging her out of the store because she just kind of stopped functioning. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I just disassociate with everything. I get a floaty head. But I can tell you that to ground myself, doing a short, a short little ritual or a short spell, lighting a candle and then incense and breathing and all of that helps out. I got a new skill called, called dropping anchor to keep myself from going into that disassociation uh, space that I do. Um, it's not something, this is not something that I would have learned if I did shadow work. Yeah. And shadow work alone. Yeah. Well, see, like, that's the thing is like, shadow work is like only half the issue. Yeah. Shadow work is what you do when you need to acknowledge to yourself that you have an issue. Once you exactly. know you have an issue, then you go outside. Yeah. And you you can work through it with this and it's something you can share with 
your psych, your counselor, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever it is you're talking to, um, because it's shadow work is basically your self realization notes. Yeah. That's what it's about. And that we call it shadow work. We always called it just self improvement or, or self discovery. Um, but now it's called shadow work because gotta be fancy. Gotta have energy nerve. Gotta be witchy. <laughs> Stop. Um, so yeah, it's all of the stuff that you do through witchcraft, through magic, helps immensely. But you still have to get the coping skills. You cannot get the coping skills from self-help. Yeah. And this is one thing that people seem to forget when they get into these magical spheres is that you still live in the mundane world. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You still have to affect and live your life in the mundane world. You can put magic into every step of your day. I do. Yeah, exactly. I tried, like, I try so hard to keep myself positive through work. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And there's a lot there. But, you know, the one thing that always happens is that people seem to forget that you have to have one foot on each side of this this divide. Exactly, exactly. And you can impart your energy. I push energy like crazy. Sometimes it scares people to death. Um, And I don't have a poker face. Never have, never have been able to stop it, um, even though I've tried. Um, I see magic where most people would never see magic. Um, I see beauty where most people don't ever see beauty. That is my own personal magic, and I'm very thankful for it. But... You cats are going crazy tonight. Yeah, <laughs> we, are, we are at home again, so... For any of you that don't know, the Pacific Northwest has been on fire, and there's smoke. Yeah, and, and I have a cough, and I've got asthma. Yeah, so it just, we kind of just been staying inside as much as possible, because things are kind of rough outside. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. But see, and that's another thing. <coughs> My asthma cannot be treated with herbs. There's no way. So anyways, yeah, please. Seek professional help. There is no shame in it. Yeah. There are doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists and counselors and nurse practitioners that are magic friendly. Yeah, I was going to say, very much worth noting, you can request pagan counselors. Yes, you can. That are going to be more open to you talking about, yeah, I have magical practices that I engage in to help with this. And they go, okay. Right. They're more understanding. They can work with you on that front. Right. And if they don't understand it, they can refer you to somebody that does. Yeah. And I strongly suggest it. That's one of the first things. When I moved here to Washington last year, it took me seven months to get an appointment with a psych. Because they have literally for this whole area, which is basically four cities together... Um, They have three psychiatrists and six counselors in the whole area. So when I got one of them, I was, um, I flat out just straight up told her, I'm, I'm pagan and I practice witchcraft and magic. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, she said, you know, 
I know quite a few people that are that do the same and thank you for letting me know. And so when I was talking to her, I was able to be free and open with that. So she unfortunately moved on <laughs> moved on after a couple of appointments and I got a new counselor. Well, I straight up told her, I'm pagan and I practice magic and witchcraft. And she says, oh, well, thank you for telling me. That'll give me a new perspective on where you're coming from. It's not shameful. It's not going to be poo-pooed. Um, if a counselor acts like that, then they are not qualified to be your counselor, and you just ask for another one. Okay. Every turn. But that's actually something I told Maggie when she was, you know, I can't remember what the exact thing was, but she said, like, I don't want to bring that up to her. It's like, if it is offensive to your counselor, she is not the counselor for you. Exactly. Absolutely. 100%. So, yep. Um, and the, we, we try and deflect all of that and manipulate the situation to where we don't tell our secret selves like that to our counselors, then you don't get your, your, your full benefit from having one. So, um, yeah, this is just something that's been really horrible in the past, uh, I don't know, two weeks, really. Yeah. Super, super hit. People are hitting it hard. They see one person post it and then it just keeps rolling. And I made a, a uh, a rant basically about stop you know I wish you people would stop you're gonna hurt yourselves I'm concerned and the uh, admins removed it and said well we'll since you don't think this has been addressed we'll address it kinder and their kinder was well some people here don't really like to see the the medical posts, so please don't do that. Well, yeah, and it just, it's not a risk people should be taking. Okay? Exactly, 100%, and 100%. And you can have holistic practitioners, like I said, and work with your doctor. Yeah. Um, you can have holistic counselors that work with a psychiatrist. Yeah. You can have if you're if the holistic herbal um, vegetarian life is yours, then you can have that and be magical and still have modern medicine. Yeah, and see, like this is in no way us saying don't use these spices in a magical means. Like, yeah, like Maggie here is a kitchen witch, uh, yep. very much so, and we both use our ingredients especially our spices and stuff like that in magical ways yes like not just in magical ways as in poof being mysterious but like like we literally will add pepper for you know protection exactly or salt for protection like pepper for like grounding and stuff like that you know yeah it's like cinnamon to bring like a little bit of you know fire passion and yep all that kind of exactly stuff. yep there are magical uses to all the herbs Absolutely. And I, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying use it in addition to and be safe. Yeah. And by all means, like she said, do whatever you want to do as far as your diet goes. But be open with your doctor. But be smart. Exactly. And be very careful. And we brought this up to each other at dinner about people that speak with complete certitude. Yeah. Um. 
especially if they're not in the fields. Yeah. Because I just found out I was somebody was talking about narcissism and I'm like, having worked with a neurologist, um, it's genetic. Um, it's got all of these things and yeah, it might not show up for you and something traumatic might trip it for you, but you have to have the predisposition in genetics, just like with uh, diabetes or high blood pressure or anything like that. And this person literally was giving me articles from Cora, which is an opinion thing like Reddit. Um, and, uh, just opinion pieces i can't remember it was some herbal magazine that was talking about you know it's only childhood trauma that makes narcissism but that's not true and she was so certain and everybody that ever dealt with a narcissist which my brother was a narcissist he was actually discharged from the army for being a narcissist um uh, they everybody's like no that's not true and she was so certain she was correct that she keeps arguing with everybody over it yeah or like there's been so many arguments about well not yeah yeah attempted discussions i'll say because we actually tried (laughs) to stay civil but they kind of devolved into arguments but uh so many different things over the last couple weeks where it's just been like dude you are blatantly wrong like oh yeah and they will defend it to the death yeah, I got called a sow and a slave and a and a, a Jew monger and uh, all kinds of horrible yeah. racist yeah. crap because I basically told a man through history the history of Satanism and its connection to Christianity and he didn't like that. Yeah, not she, she's not being very clear. This guy was a hardcore anti-Semite and said that we had fallen for the quote Jew lies and that we were Jew slaves. Yes. Yeah. And he called me a sow and told Dustin that he was in an interspecies marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Real it pleasant was lovely. Guy. It was lovely. Yeah. And it's not just him. Um, a lot of the female witches do the same thing. Oh, yeah. They're so horrible to each other. They're, you can't have an in- intellectual conversation without it devolving into ugliness and See, that comes from being online this is one of those situations where it's like i kind of feel blessed being a man because like we bump into each other like in walmart and we just kind of grunt at each other and we just turn our separate ways <laughs> y'all are savage <laughs> <laughs> yes the women are oh my goodness yeah yep yep I, I think i've touched on that before being just literally verbally attacked online because i bring up something and i just a little bit about myself i don't talk about something unless i can back it up with with sites and citations and facts yeah. and Ooh. all of that that's another thing is like this is okay something that i've been saying for a while now and we've talked about it at some length but like it's a touchy subject, but Magdy and I are all about, you know, our sources. Mm-hmm. You know, we believe what we believe. Um, that's our thing. We're not saying like it's, you know, it's the only way. We're saying we believe what we believe and we have sources for where we for, got that. Exactly. And you know? for why Yeah, we believe it. And one thing that I've noticed is that UPG, and for those of you that don't know what that is, it's unverified personal gnosis 
which means it's your basically personal experiences, mm-hmm. you know, that aren't like aren't the quote unquote norm or whatever. It's just the stuff that you've experienced. It's experiential knowledge. Okay? Yes. And so UPG is both the backbone of modern paganism and also its greatest enemy. Yeah, I agree. Because it's what allows us to build and grow and actually be pagans. We can form our own belief systems, our own structures. We can do whatever we want. We can be spiritual. We can be religious. We can worship gods from every pantheon. But it also leads to people saying they're literally married to Loki. Yeah. Or like hardcore revisions of history (laughs) yeah there was one today about um the just the words of hell the word hell and this woman went into a whole thing about hell being norse and it's um the christian concept of hell was came from norse from the yeah from the north the the norse traditions um and i'm like wait a minute no and it it was even named after the goddess hell no it's named after hades so i bring up all of the the actual because i am a uh biblical occult um uh Historian. historian it's a passion of mine um I bring up the actual facts with it and her and one other girl just wanted to fight with me over it and said that it was all about um, uh, King James changing the Bible. No. Or like that, that piece of trash that called us Jew slaves. Like he was, he was going on about how uh, like the history of Satan thing, you know, we brought up, like you brought up points, like exact references to like when it started and like even back in the Quran and stuff like that is Shaitan. And he's just like, it's like Shaitan, the word, the name Shaitan has existed for for thousands of years before the, uh, before Christianity even existed. But it hasn't. It is. Like show your sources. (laughs) Exactly. And he had not, he had nothing to give. These girls have, I was, of course, being the historian researcher that I am, I was looking for where they got their information. Yeah. And it was Cora, and it was a liberal um, online magazine that gave them their information um, that told them that um, hell was never mentioned in the Bible. And it was just, it might not have been the actual word, but the mm. Christian concept of it yeah. was, has been mentioned 10 times in the New Testament, never in the Old Testament. Um, and they were opinion pieces that these people are taking to heart without mm. researching it. Yeah. And I literally just put up one of their key sentences and bing, there it is opinion pieces and that's not a good way to stand in your uh yeah in 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 your um practice no and see like that's the thing is like it's like i said if you go back far enough okay we everybody has this argument at some point like all religion all belief at one point is upg right it's like yeah but there are like universally agreed upon things basically around the world yeah (laughs) yeah you know it's like you can get a baseline on what is more or less accepted yeah you know 
and yeah, you build from there. Like I have beliefs that you don't hold, you know? Oh, absolutely. And it that's great. Do it. But like I can tell you where I got those idea and why I believe them. Yeah. And yeah. The whole experiential knowledge thing is just a, a joke to me because I, I literally got told that true knowledge is experiential. And it's like, dude, that's... No. That's flawed logic. It is. It is. Because the the exact example I used was, okay, so this dude's having an acid trip and he wakes up and says, your girlfriend is a lizard person and needs to be killed immediately. Do you believe it just because it's true experiential knowledge? Or do you question that your girlfriend's a lizard man that needs to be killed? Exactly. Yeah, it's it, it can go all kinds of ways, that mess. Um, but, yeah, I, I just say do your research. Yeah. Do your own research. And if you have a leg to stand on with what you're arguing, share it. Or, like, for the, even just, like, be convicted enough to actually argue it. And not just be like, this is what I believe. And be like, oh, why do you believe that? And just go, ah! Like, yeah, they, like screeching is not a response. Like, yeah, and that's what, what happens is once you question somebody's um, belief system uh, or ask them to explain it and they can't, it devolves into name calling and really ugly stuff. Yeah. So There, there used to be a point when the pagan community could actually talk about differences and beliefs and have discussions yeah i miss those days i do too i really do too yeah and because i've had i just made an awesome awesome friend um over one of these things um and she's in germany and she's also a historian and she just basically she's a she doesn't talk much in the group but she literally said He's wrong, you're right, and then we started having an intellectual discussion, even though we didn't agree on some things, but it was intellectual, it was peaceful, yeah. it was, here, give me your information, I'll give you mine. Yeah, see, and that's the thing, is like, even if you believe something incredibly stupid, like, like, uh, Thor got turned into a rock and he now lives in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you believe that, I'll be like... That's kind of stupid. Why do you think that? And they'll be like, well, I read it in this book, and I believe it because I've seen The Rock, and it has Mjolnir on it. And there I'm you like, go. I'm like, okay, sweet. You had a reason. Okay. Yeah, we're, yeah. But the the cats are just full of themselves. Yeah. So we're going to have to excuse so ourselves. We're up to 35 <laughs> minutes, and our cats are going ballistic tonight. Yeah. So we're we going to let you guys go. We have feline children that are crazy. Yes. Yep. The two boys are just cruising for a bruising. Yep, they are. They're full of themselves today. So anyways, thank you again for coming, coming, coming and listening to us. We do appreciate it. Yeah. And for those of you that are actually sticking around and listening to our podcast and stuff like that, thank thank you. You you guys are batshit crazy. And and we love it. Yeah. Thank you so very much. All right. Have a good night. (laughs) Good night. You can snap after we cut the podcast. Oh, come on. Come on.